When John the Baptist heard in prison of the works of the Christ, he sent his disciples to Jesus with this question, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? Jesus said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news proclaimed to them. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. As they were going off, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out to the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? Then what did you go out and see? Someone dressed in fine clothing? Those who wear fine clothing are in royal palaces. Then why did you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way before you. Amen, I say to you, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Who of us have not doubted? Who of us among, among us have not at different points in our life questioned perhaps an aspect of the faith or a teaching of Christ in his church? Who of us, during times of trial tribulation, either our own or something we have witnessed a family member or friend going through, have not doubted God's presence or his goodness? And I think that in today's gospel we can take comfort for I myself have experienced that many times throughout my lives, that even who Jesus says is the greatest born among women, John the Baptist, apparently experienced doubts, as each of us have experienced doubts in our own life. He sends the disciples to ask his disciples, John's disciples, are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? In these words, it suggests that John, who is now imprisoned, drawn away from the, his the Lord's presence, drawn away from his ministry in the desert, in the Jordan, now begins to doubt. Doubts whether this is really the Christ. Even though he saw many signs, according to this, Jesus baptized in the Jordan, seen a dove descend and the words from heaven, booming, this is my beloved son, do whatever he tells you. In these moments, it was easy for John to believe. But now that he's in prison for preaching the gospel of repentance for offending Herod and for proclaiming the coming of the Christ. He now begins to wonder whether this is really the Christ. And this is something that should be an encouragement to us. If you've ever experienced a doubt, if you've ever wondered, if you've ever been in a situation to where God doesn't seem to be listening or present or you don't feel his love, take heart. For John the Baptist he himself to experience this. And I think that we can also see an answer to this because he goes directly to the source. Instead of wallowing in that doubt and feeding it, he instead sends his disciples to go inquire Jesus himself. He asks the question directly, are you the Christ? Are you real? I think sometimes we fail to really go directly to the source. We try to use our own logic, our own reasoning, our own way of thinking to get us out of the hole. Whenever all is really necessary 
is him. As he told Martha, there is only one thing necessary, and it is him. He can answer those doubts that we have. And I think this brings us to another, or brings me to another point, that he sends his disciples. John, in sending his disciples, tells them to go directly to the source, because my guess is they're probably doubting too. John, who they had followed, this man who had thousands upon thousands coming to him out in the middle of the desert, in this small little river, to be baptized, to proclaim the Christ. And now that he has proclaimed the Christ, he is now imprisoned behind bars for the gospel. Yet here is this Jesus that he proclaimed as the Messiah, as the Christ, as the one who would deliver Israel, walking freely, and yet John remains behind bars. They too may have doubted. Did John really have this right? If Jesus is truly good and if he's truly the Messiah, why does John suffer so? And I think that this then kind of points out something that I've learned in the years of my priesthood. That in seminary, they train us very well to know the answers to many people's questions about controversial aspects of the faith, the nature of marriage, contraception, the different articles of faith, Mary's perpetual virginity, the Eucharist, sacraments, so on and so on. But one of the things that I've discovered is that while I always try to give people some reasoning, at the end of the day, I've also learned to say, go and talk to him. Bring the struggles you have, the difficulties, the doubts you have in your heart about different aspects of Catholic teaching to the source. Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity, and the blessed sacrament. He awaits night and day for you to have a conversation with you, to answer the doubts you may struggle with, to comfort your heart, to console you, to assure you of his love, but then also to assure you that the teachings, his teachings, and the teachings of the church, which are one and the same, are indeed for your good, for your full flourishing, for you to have life and have it to the full as he promised us. In the blessed sacrament, we still have same access to the same Jesus to whom John sends his disciples in this gospel today. Twenty centuries. Twenty centuries he's been waiting for you. Waiting to answer those doubts you have in your heart. To answer and to comfort you. Not to condemn you. Not to further confuse you. But instead to answer those doubts. To answer whatever it may be that troubles you about your faith whether it is a certain aspect or whether it's life is just really difficult for myself or another person I love right now and I'm having a difficult time seeing Jesus in it. He awaits you. This is the importance of this Advent season. Yes, we await the Lord's coming, but the fact is that he comes out to us. He comes to us. He meets us where we're at. And he wants to meet you wherever you're at. I think so often people get ashamed, discouraged, because I don't seem to be quite as Catholic or don't seem to have Jesus quite down to pat as this other person. And if the gospel shows us anything, is that Jesus met people where they're at, whether it was the Pharisees who were stuck in their self-righteousness, whether it was a couple of the apostles who seemed to have, seemed to have been very pious and very ready for the coming of the Savior, whether it was John the Baptist who proclaimed Jesus before he even came, 
and even, we see, people caught in the worst of sins. He comes to each of them, and he wants to come to you in this Christmas season, in this Advent season. He desires to come to you. Jesus and the most blessed sacrament is all in all. That is why that is the center of our focus as a family of parishes. Because all the other doubts we have really don't make any sense unless that's real, unless he's real, unless he's still here and alive, as he ever was and ever will be. Jesus dwelling in that tabernacle and Jesus made present on that altar at the words of consecration still is alive, still speaks to us, and still stands at the center of our faith. That has never changed and it never will change. And so we go to him. We go to him who answers the desires of our heart. And we even hear the words, many different things that Jesus gives to John as a sign. The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have good news proclaimed to them. Good news is proclaimed to us who are poor in spirit. We are cleansed of our sin in the confessional. We who can so often be spiritually blind to the Lord and to the needs of our brothers and sisters can regain our sight in his presence. And we who seem to be fumbling, stumbling, and tripping walk in the path of faith. Jesus is here. He's always present in the Blessed Sacrament. He is present at this Mass. Desires to answer the deepest longings of your heart. That is all he desires, and it's really all you desire. Everything else we struggle after, strive for, is really an expression of our desire for God, for communion, to be loved. And he wants to answer that desire. But as he comes out to meet you, you need to go out to meet him. As he stands in this Advent season at the door of your heart and knocks, welcome him in. Welcome in that divine guest desires to dine with you, desires to converse with you, desires to love you. Let him in, and you'll begin to experience the transformation of your heart, your mind, and your soul, so that what seemed difficult before will become transformed in the light of his grace, realizing that all that Christ commands us, all that he gives us, and all that he asks of you is for your good, and the good of all those around you.